This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Paul Osborne, City Hall Insider, former mayor of Decatur, publisher of the uh, Decatur Tribune, in studios with us here today. I want to point out a couple of things. When, when you uh, were uh, uh, chosen by the people of this community to be mayor of Decatur, you purposely uh, did not take any money from the city for public notice ads because you would have seen that as a conflict of interest. Right. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. I want to state that up front because Paul's an honorable guy in that way. And uh, uh, there, there is a, I, I guess, a side to this if you say, oh, you're fighting to keep, you know, dollars coming to you. But you you turned all that away while you were mayor. Oh, that's right. And I, I, and I really don't think you should, you know, as a publisher, if you end up being mayor, uh, then use the city as still as a resource. And so during the years I served as mayor, we did not run any city legals. They were all run in the, in the daily, the Herald and Review okay. newspaper at that time. Now you've been in this business for a long time. And now yeah. the, uh, uh, you got some people who are trying to, and this has been an argument for, I don't know how long. I, I mean, I, I, this has been an ongoing conversation for years, right? Yeah. And I think with the, you know, the technology that we have today, people are saying, well, everyone is, uh, you know, they're either on their iPhone or they can get this kind of information that's in the newspaper. I will say this morning, the Decatur Tribune came out. We are not down. People will get their paper today. <laughs> and their information. The old, yeah. The old fashioned way. All right. The <laughs> Illinois Municipal League, uh, which our mayor uh, last year was the, the, you know, the head of that organization. Yeah, yeah, we were we're proud of her yeah. for being president. So the and municipal league kind of is a, how would you describe it? I mean, they're a group that sort of represents, you, you know, uh, you know, mayors and councils and local government all over the state of Illinois. Yeah, they represent municipal government, yeah. and just uh, and they look out and and find ways to to help improve municipal government and. Uh, like any other organization that's devoted to a certain group or, or organizations. Okay. Now, the argument is, okay, you guys are antiquated. We don't need newspapers. We Everybody gets their information digitally. My argument to that would be, okay, yeah, but the Decatur Tribune is also the DecaturTribune.com, and those legal notices can also be found, you know, online. I'm assuming the same as, as in the paper? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, you can not only can find all the legal notices uh, from the city and about everybody else uh, free of charge online. You know, there's a box when you go to DecaturTribune.com. They're in the paper, they're in the online edition, but they're free of charge to anyone who wants to come in and check. Not only for Macon County, but for about every county in the state, you can check right there, free of charge. Okay. Now, is that a requirement, Paul, th that if you were to accept the money that it has to be publicly available without subscription or... Uh, or is, no, uh -uh. it is not okay yeah no most newspapers have gone behind a paywall uh, i mean so you do that as a public service thing and, and my argument again once again i I'm, I'm not a newspaper i don't benefit one way or another from this conversation but people are more accustomed to going and seeking their information from you as readers than they are trying to navigate a, a county or city government website well we get numbers as far as how many people visit this to check out the yeah. legals and that it's minuscule compared to the readership of, of the print edition of the Tribune. But you get it hand in hand uh, for free, and you don't have to pay for it. Now, 
th- this argument, there are some, you know, as far as newspapers are concerned. Now, and I would assume radio, TV, other uh, forms of communication have looked at you guys and go, well, why do you get all the money? Yeah, well, yeah, you want to earn legals on your TV? You know, on the, Somebody you, in sales would, I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah, radio and TV really aren't too conducive to, to run legal notices all day long. No, I'm know? talking about, uh, well, I, I know, but, but Paul, we're not just one thing. I mean, uh, we do this three-hour radio show, but Naticator.com has hundreds of thousands of, uh, of impressions. And I mean, we, we certainly could do something like that. And I'm not arguing for it. I just think that city websites in general are just not that easy to navigate. Some communities are so small, they don't even have, you know, websites or very little of it. And if the point you made, which I think is the most interesting one of the day, if no one is looking to you for information, why are they sending a press release to you about it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like they must see there's value in getting the word out. And, uh, you know, we have uh, those people. Why didn't the IML just post this story on their website? Yeah, because no one would read it. It's it's, (laughs) it's the reason. And uh, I guess that's what kind of bothers me. And then, you know, the most important thing they want this to apply to everybody in the state except Chicago. Oh, they're going to exempt the— They're the, going to exempt Chicago, yeah. And one of the, the senators in introducing this is from the Chicago region. So uh, you would think that, that Chicago would have way more resources to be able to do this than the village of Mount Zion. Yeah, <laughs> you would. What I mean, you, building yeah. websites and doing—I mean, you, you know, the budget to do this in a, in a better way. So why is it that they're being exempted? I don't know. Does it state that? They're they're Chicago. That's why. And uh, and I guess they're too powerful. And uh, you have powerful media in Chicago. But it should apply. If you want to propose something, make it apply to everybody. Isn't the Tribune and the Sun-Times both behind a paywall? I know the Tribune is. I don't know. I, I mean, I'd, I'd. Those are papers I used to read on a regular basis, and I do not anymore because you know once you've gone to their website three times or whatever, you're you know out of free articles. I know the Tribune is, and I I'm not quite sure about the Sun Times, but you know, there you go. Well, I, I think uh, the Illinois Municipal League uh, has indicated you know that they're going to have their own site where the cities can go and post on their site. Illinois Press has been doing that for the last 12 years, you know, that you it's can, already exists. Yeah, it already exists and no one pays anything for it to go to that site. Just like on, on the Tribune, you can read the city's legals free of charge. You don't have to buy a Tribune or any other newspaper uh, to see what's going on. I think the other point is, and even a Harvard educators is quoted in my column today as saying that, you know, these notices should be posted somewhere other than a city website because, you know, they're just not very good at it. And, you know, even if newspapers didn't exist, they should be somewhere posted somewhere else. And I, I think how permanent is this going to be long term? Well, I, I think that if you look at the decline in media overall, right, and, and you look at, I mean, I mean you've, have you ever felt beholden to, you know, the city of Decatur or the village of Mount Zion or Macon County because they pay for a legal notice? No, no, that's... Uh, I probably, if I was in a smaller community with limited circulation, probably the impact of uh, that village government on running legals in my paper, if they were gone, 
it, it might impact me in a, a very negative way. But uh, the Tribune doesn't depend on its survival, you know, from the No, but I meant like, you, you know, well, we spend our money with you, Paul, so don't write anything negative. No, never had that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't do him any good anyway. No, so. I, I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, and and we, you have news deserts that are popping up, you, you know, all over, particularly, and, and we're small compared to Chicago, but there are places a lot smaller than us that don't have the resources. And this seems to be a way where at least tax dollars are spent on getting information out to people that's legally required. There's no editorial content. I mean, it's just a, a straightforward transaction of you have a lot of people coming to your website or you have a lot of people subscribing to your newspaper we want this information out there we're required by law to do so i don't see why you got to fix what's not broken well and that's my feeling too you know it, it works okay now it does okay so some people get their news online you can get the legals online some people get their news out of a, a lot of people in our case out of the print newspaper you can get it there too and and they talk about you know all the money that the cities spend in, in in producing these legals and that it's minuscule compared to the whole city budget over a year's time you know compared to anything else you spend and to get this information out it, it, to me is really important and also you have newspapers uh, you know holding uh, a city accountable for this they know what should be coming in they know that bids should be in the paper so everyone has access to them and i can tell you we have a lot of people that subscribe to the paper when we tell them they can pay online well, i don't do that kind of stuff you know I, i'm not online you know so you have in this day and age you have still probably an older generation for the most part is still out of the print media and you take that privilege of seeing what the city is doing if they don't have access to it so now you have access to it whether you're online or online. and i think why it why it doesn't that work all right like i said i don't gain a penny one way or another in this conversation <laughs> but uh i i do think that, that well let me just read your paragraph because i thought it kind of summed it all up uh paul writes i have a question if people are receiving their news and public information online and why is the iml sending a news release about it to a print newspaper can't people read what they're doing on the iml website and i guarantee you no one no one outside of maybe the mayor knows what the iml website even is well, and and they want to uh, and they want to post city legals on that. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> so, everybody wants their clicks, Paul. I'm sure that they can provide value to whatever else they're doing. To, uh, all right. Enough of that. We'll see what happens. What's the timeline on this? Or, or I mean, I know this is a just a. Uh, they're trying well, to push this legislation. Yeah, you have, and, and it seems like it comes up about all the time. And uh, you have it a uh, proposal in the Senate, also I think in the House. So. Uh, last time I checked, it hasn't moved any further than being brought up. It may not go any further. I don't know. But I, I think in this day and age, too, I think the less access people have to information about how their tax money is being spent and that, you know, the worse it is for, for a community. And I think right now they have full access. No matter where you go, you have full access to information about your city government, county government, and everything else that's going on and why tamper with that and say yeah i think the city can just post all this on their website and when a lot of them don't even have a website yeah and then who, who holds them accountable for that yeah and who, do you hire someone then to maintain your website and pay them the money which would be more than what you're now paying to, to put it in the paper so 
I don't know. I, I'm not, like I say, it's not going to destroy our business if they go that. I just don't think, uh, I think public information is really important and it's getting more and more important, you know, as we move along and uh, people see a greater amount of their budget going for, for government in general. They need to know how their money is spent. They need to have access to that information, whether they take it, uh, print newspaper or online. And that's my argument. There you go. March 19th is just around the corner. It is. Yeah, be here before you know it. Boy, these weeks are flying by. Yeah. And uh, the way we're going is going to be 172 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I tell you, uh, I love the weather. I'll take every bit of it. Now, you write, and we talked about this last week or a couple of weeks ago, about how carved up these districts are and how many different state reps we have and how many choices we'll have because most of them are not in a primary. No, no, uh, it's just very few, very few races, you know, uh, have a primary that really means a whole lot where you really go and say, I'm going to choose this person, then we're going to head for the general election. And I think the most notable uh, away from uh, the state rep races, uh, you know, in our own county is, is the race for coroner where we have three candidates running so one can go ahead and and uh, and face the Democratic candidate in the fall, and you look around. I don't think I've really ever seen a ballot that is just so empty of of candidates, you know, for offices in the primary. There's just and then even down on some of the lower tier offices, it's no candidate, no candidate, no candidate. And I don't know if people are just totally fed up. They don't want to get involved. And that could be it. I think it's a combination of things, but I certainly think that plays into it. And then the drawing of the map every 10 years, and you sort of like carve it out red or blue. And then, you know, well, why run there? Because I don't have a chance. I mean, you know, more and more, I feel like government's choosing voters rather than voters choosing politicians. Well, I I see my part of Decatur, you know, my state representative uh, lives in Shelbyville. And he's representing, you know, my needs and that here in Decatur, Illinois. Someone suggests he lives on Mars, but, uh, you know, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. And I, you see that and her before, you know, your your representative, you know, lived in right in your community. Yeah, but the they carve part. it up to where you have five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and one fifth is where I live in that one fifth. And my representative, uh, you know, lives in Shelbyville. Nothing wrong with Shelbyville. Nothing wrong with him. It's just like, you know, I've never met the guy. And usually they beat down your door when they're running for office and, and they know you and you know them. And, you know, in times past, very few candidates ran for office like the I didn't know ahead of time, you know. And now, I don't know any of these names or, yeah. or very few of these names. Yeah. And I think that's the way it is today. And maybe that's a, the reason there's a lack of interest in this election. I don't see, you know, hardly anything coming out in letters to the editor and support. You know, and maybe they're doing it somewhere else. I don't know, but it's just not there. No, I, I think general national politics has put a damper on people's excitement about, you, you know, we, we, we're going into another presidential election cycle where a lot of people are going out of 350 million people. These are the two people we have to choose from. I think that uh, uh, because they've carved up these districts and they're so people don't even know till they go get a ballot. Right. What's on their ballot? I guarantee you the vast majority of people who will go to vote this time around will not know who their state rep is. Yeah, that's right. And they won't know till they get in there and say, oh, that's the one I'm going to be voting in. And when you have five in Macon County, five different races, five different state reps. And by the way, that's not a knock. I'm not saying people aren't informed. I'm just saying when they carve this up every 10 years, 
it looks like a jigsaw puzzle with a whole bunch of pieces missing. <laughs> and, you, and, and many, many folks won't until they get that ballot handed to them or they do their mail-in ballot and go, oh, all right, that's who I'm voting for. Yeah. Uh, that's the district that represents me now. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen it worse. I know. Uh, we had it one time. I remember, didn't we have like three congressional uh, uh, seats? We had, we had one from Peoria. That, Ray LaHood, yeah. and then we had David Phelps, and we had somebody else all at the same time. Yeah. So it's been that way, maybe not as divided as now. Yeah, I think it's more divided now than I don't remember ever like running ballots or anything where it's just one after another. That it, it uh, these are Macon County ballots. I mean, this this is for the voters in Macon County, and you see all these uh, state representative districts represented. Five of them. I would like to suggest that someone. I don't want to do it. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Chamber of Commerce did this one time. Do a seminar for candidates on how to run for office and use the media. Like I, I mean, teach a class. Yeah. I've got a candidate, and I'm not naming any names because I'm not trying to embarrass anyone, but I'll get an email, and they'll they'll say to me, I am available to take a phone call between this 30-minute period and this 30-minute period. <laughs> and I'm like, if you get elected, I mean, is that how much time you're going to have to? Because I, I don't know how to communicate that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's really changed, and you know it has from the way that it used to be. And it... Uh, and now it's almost like, yeah, I'll talk to you. And one of the 30-minute periods was 8.30 to 9. <laughs> oh, you got time, then. <laughs> talk to him on the show. <laughs> but at least that candidate reached out. I mean, you yeah. know, that that's even better than the, you know, the, hello, hello, you know, like you're getting from others. <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah. I guess you have to give that candidate credit. That's the, that's that's something. a C. We got a lot of Fs, uh, but yeah, I don't. They chamber do that again. That was a good thing. I remember I, Joel Fletcher was with the Herald Review at the time, and I remember being on a panel and they could ask questions. I mean, the whole yeah. thing was about how to deal with the media if you're running for office. Well, I did that when I was uh, when I was mayor. I think there were a couple of years the chamber had something. Yeah. We talked about offices and what was involved and that kind of thing, but. You're exactly right. I mean, there, there's definitely a definitely a technique in communicating uh, that you're running for office and a follow-up. I have candidates now that I will look somewhere and I'll see a news release that they, yep. they, they say, why don't you send it to us? Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I will give an A-plus to Regan Deering and to Nikki Budzinski. Yeah. Who seem old school in their approach, and I mean that as a compliment, to being available, being visible, being at things, you know, letting you know, press releases. Uh, hey, can I get on the show? They're great. Yeah, yeah. And, That's and, not an endorsement, by the way. I'm just saying they know, they get it. Well, and I think you and I being in this business, too, we notice that right away. I mean, it's almost an oasis of candidacy. Look, I will tell you, in all the years I've done this, um, th there was never anybody, a candidate in, in 30 years that had an operation like Barack Obama's. They were amazing. Their ground game of what you could see behind the scenes as a member of the media about getting out and, I mean, and you just go, that's unbelievable. And, and today you just, you don't see that that much. 
No, no, you're exactly right. And that's the reason he became president. Yeah. I, I think of their ground game. Literally, when he was going to do the, the keynote speech in Boston at the Democratic Convention, we had him on the show that morning. They must have done 50 radio interviews in Illinois to make sure people were watching that that thing where he leapt off the stage into stardom, right? I mean, that, that's the kind of ground game they yeah, I remember uh, I, I was mayor at the time, and I remember, you know, meeting him out at the fairgrounds at a meeting, and, and they, they had it arranged where he would come up and maybe introduce himself. He was a state senator at that time right. running, you know. And for the U.S. Senate, yeah. Yeah, and we and we chatted for a while, and but that was planned. Yeah. And, I, and I thought at the time, wow. I, the, yeah. I, I, I interviewed him twice as he was in the White House. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's changed. It has. And well, it's, I mean, like Nikki and, and and Regan are both doing it the right way. I, I yeah. mean, as far as being out there, being available, they're everywhere. Yeah, they are. And and it, it's just miles above what you're seeing from the others. So, uh, all right, uh, Chamber, I'll help. You don't have to do all the work. <laughs> I, I would, I'll volunteer to help. I think a candidate 101 uh, school would be a a good idea. You'll I'll tell them to call you between eight and nine <laughs> if we can. <laughs> But I'm only able to plan <laughs> between 8.30 and 9. Oh, my goodness. A lot of fun, Paul. Hey, if uh, people want to check out the paper, decaytribune.com, and, right. uh, of course, uh, uh, subscribers know uh, you can't access your phone right now, but you can read the uh, the public notices in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, the Tribune is, is uh, on the newsstand, and it's out. It's in the mail. You'll be getting it today. All right, good stuff as always. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll uh, have you back uh, next week, of course, always in his Thursday morning slot. Uh, I don't know. You know, you're, some people are kind of old-fashioned about the weather. That you know, they'll say, "Oh, what a nice day," and then they'll go, "Boy, we're going to pay for this later." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, even if that turns out to be true." Just enjoy the nice day. Yeah. Would you want bad days all along? And and, yeah. and you'll go, well, there's thunder in February. <laughs> yeah. I like I like all the predictions that well a snow coming up, you know, well, it's winter, you know. <laughs> it's central Illinois. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I will take it. Paul Osborne, City Hall Insider, former mayor of Decatur, publisher of the Decatur Tribune. You can check them out at decaturtribune.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.